I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Zach Zaidman. You know, back in the day, I used to live the life. Not a Bieber life, but no. I, I used to live the life. This is Zach Zaidman. Are you serious? That's an interesting question, Dave. Fly the well, 4.32 for the Chicago Wolves update. 4.31. Approaching 4.32 for the Just saw Zach fire an empty coffee cup. It's Zach Zaidman on 6.70 The Score and 6.70 The Score.com. I thought it was Max Zaidman. I'm sorry. Uh, Chicago's Sports Station. What a stunning football game we just heard on The Score, right? You think how the sport of college football has changed so dramatically over the last few years with all these familiar teams and unfamiliar conferences. But what makes college athletics special is the rivalry games, right? Michigan goes to Columbus and embarrasses Ohio State and all those big-name players, Stroud, Harrison, so on and so forth. 45-23 to 23 the score. First Wolverines win at the shoe since 2000. Maybe the Bears should have hired Jim Harbaugh, right? Donovan Edwards, the running back, 216 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. J.J. better than C.J. J.J. McCarthy, 263 yards passing, three touchdowns, pure domination in the second half as Michigan pulls up Baker Mayfield. The Wolverines planting a flag at midfield on the O after the win. Wow. Hi, everyone. A pleasant good afternoon to you. Zach Saban broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We're here until 6 o'clock. Ahead on the show, a lot of football. Our kind of football in Chicago. Bears football. That's what we do. They've got the Jets tomorrow on the road. I promise we're going to cover every aspect of that game. Justin Fields' health. Justin Fields' future and the Bears' future with some of the most talented and dialed-in experts that you will find in this business. And we also have a special non-football treat. Coming up in a few minutes, NFL Network Stacy Dales joins us, fresh off covering Bill's Lions Thanksgiving thriller in Detroit. Is it fair to expect Justin Fields to eventually turn into what Josh Allen is today? Then at 4 o'clock, the treat. The legendary radio voice of the Cubs, Pat Hughes, will join us to talk about the Cubs offseason, share some stories, and so much more. At 4.40, we'll visit with no-nonsense Bears beat reporter Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic. And then during the 5 o'clock hour, just got the confirmation. We're not messing around at 5 o'clock. The dean of the media room at Hallis Hall, Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune will join us, as well as 85 Bear Tom Thayer, 
who will join forces with Jeff Joniak with the call tomorrow afternoon for Bears Jets and our sister station, WBBM. And it's a good time to remind you, Molly and Manley host the Scores pregame show tomorrow morning right here on The Score at 9 o'clock. Then they'll have the postgame show right after the game, right after Bears Jets here on The Score. You, by the way, a big part of the show as well today. 312-644-6767 will take your calls throughout. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. First, though, a few thoughts. Can we have an objective discussion regarding the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, his future, the future of the franchise, and do it without labeling people, name-calling, and, and worse insinuations? There are so many of you listening who already consider Justin Fields the quarterback messiah who has eluded this franchise since Sid Luckman revolutionized the position. And then there are many of you who are skeptical if this style of play can really work. And I think the reality is probably somewhere in the middle, right? Here's what we know for sure. For the first time in years, there's a guy playing the quarterback position for the Bears who inspires hope who gives you the ability to dream big, allowing you to visualize big things, right? It was about a month ago that everything changed. Following that mini-buy after the ugly loss to Washington, the Bears went to New England October 24th, and they stunned the Patriots. A 33-14 win that wasn't even that close. Over the last five games, by allowing Justin Fields to run wild, the Bears have been wild offensively, averaging just about 30 points per game. Now think of all the great defensive Bears teams you've watched, from those Ditka teams loaded with Hall of Fame defenders, to Lovey's defenses that were led by Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, and Peanut Tillman. And imagine if those teams had anything close from an offensive standpoint to what we've seen over the last five games from the Bears, a team averaging 30 points per game. I promise you, there would be more than just one Super Bowl trophy inside Hallis Hall. I said Super Bowl trophy, not Lombardi trophy, because would you believe inside Hallis Hall, they refuse to call it the Lombardi trophy because of the rivalry with the Packers. So they call it the Super Bowl trophy. The first six games of this season, featured an offense that unfortunately we've become way too familiar with here in Chicago, right? A group that averaged 15 and a half points per game. This after averaging fewer than 21 points per game in the previous four years. So again, the 30 points per game that we've seen over the last five is a huge deal. And then add to this the fact that you're getting a weekly flurry of exciting highlights by a player in Justin Fields who is as exciting as any player in the NFL today when he's on the move with the ball in his hands, historic with his legs, right? So you're getting a montage of highlights, flooding your social media accounts. You're getting ridiculous fantasy numbers because of his dynamic runs. But, and this is a big deal, a big but, right? You've gotten just one single victory out of it. And now the quarterback is hurt. And that's something that can't be ignored. You know, for all those of you who have deified fields, and this is when the name calling starts, right? And you're labeled a hater, etc. 
You'll say the Bears have nothing around him on offense. The line stinks, even though the Bears have the top rushing offense in the NFL. No one is a close second. No one. The Bears are averaging nearly 200 yards per game on the ground. The next closest, Baltimore, with 163 per game. Now you'll say they don't have receivers to throw to. Yet every week, there's at least one amazing catch that's made by Darnell Mooney. Chase Claypool is no slouch and demands attention from defenses. And every time the Bears target Cole Komet, he makes plays, right? I get it. Defensively, they stink. They keep making game-changing mistakes on special teams. I know Matt Eberflus comes from the Tampa 2 tree, but there's nothing about him as a coach that reminds you of Dungy, Lovey, Marinelli, or Kiffin. But here's what I do know. Five games into this new style of at least 10 design runs a game, it's exposed fields to even more crushing hits than we saw over the first six games. And fields maybe, probably, likely won't play tomorrow because of that shoulder issue. Right? I mean, I'm guessing you don't elevate Nathan Peterman as the Bears did today to the roster just for fun. Now, a few weeks ago, when I mentioned that this style of play is not sustainable, I was on Mully and Haw and was filling in for David, and I, I brought it up. I was called a, quote, hater, right? But here we are. Justin Fields is banged up, and they've got one win since they went to this new style. He's an incredible runner. But he doesn't avoid big hits like Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. A few quarterbacks ever have. And when the game is on the line, now I start asking myself, all that running, the incredible athletic feats that we see from fields throughout the game, is all that making him a weaker player in the fourth quarter? Now think of all the close Bears games this season, all the close ones they've lost. Quarterbacks are judged by what they do with the game on the line. Think of Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Think of Mahomes last week against the Chargers. Thinks of, think of that Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit with Josh Allen. Justin Fields, fourth quarter numbers. It's kind of scary, right? He's completed just 57% of his passes in the fourth. Three touchdown passes, four picks, a passer rating of 60, and just one rushing touchdown. Now you've got the shoulder injury to boot, and likely other ailments we don't know of because, and this is admirable, he's so tough. He's a terrific leader. I mean, there's a lot to like about Justin Fields. But one win with this style of play. 5-16 and 16 as a starter in his NFL career. Eventually, you have to become a pass-first quarterback to win games consistently and put yourself in a position to play in the meaningful games. Now, here's what I don't have the answers to. What if this is the best he'll be? So as long as you can keep him healthy, you're going to score a boatload of points but you're going to need a lot more around him in order to try and win because clearly right now the winning's not coming even though you're seeing some play from that position that we have not seen from the Bears. But what if Justin Fields never takes that next step as a passer? Then what? Can you keep him healthy? Will you keep averaging 30 points per game? 
Will you win games? And I ask these questions because NFL history tells you this isn't the 1920s anymore. It's the 2020s. And you need to proficiently pass the ball to win. The goal, ultimately, right, it's to win games. It's not to dominate your fantasy league. It's not to watch a handful of dynamic flash plays each week. It's to win consistently and put yourself in a position to win championships. The only thing that we know for sure today that we didn't when this new style started is that Justin Fields has made Bears football entertaining again. He's given the city hope. We don't know if the Bears can develop a proficient passing game to take advantage of this dynamic and powerful running attack. We don't know if Fields will be good enough to consistently win. We don't know if his coach is good enough to help out that process. We don't know if the GM is good enough to surround him with the infrastructure necessary to do all the things I just mentioned. So before we put Justin Fields in the Hall of Fame, let's remember all that stuff. Seven games to go, and I bring that up because as we sit here today, as fun as it's been, the Bears right now have the third overall pick in the NFL draft. That's usually where you would draft a quarterback. And unless you're convinced you already have the answer on your team, what do you do? 312-644-6767. That's the phone number. We talk football with NFL Network Stacy Dales and you next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's Zach Zaidman on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Bears in New York to take on the Jets tomorrow afternoon. And the big question surrounding that game, are we going to see Justin Fields on the field? And should we see Justin Fields playing with that shoulder issue that he's dealing with? NFL Network Stacey Dales joins us now on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Stacey, a good Saturday to you. Fresh off, what a game you got to see firsthand in Detroit <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, hey, Zach and the whole crew there at the Score. It was an awesome Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving uh, belated to everybody. I, I, For me, I celebrate on the weekend because I always do the Detroit Thanksgiving game, Zach, as you know. And finally, I had a good one. I mean, it's it's been a struggle the last few years. The Lions have, have obviously been in sort of a rebirth mode um, with Dan Campbell now in year two, and it was really a thriller. I mean, I'm standing down there on the sidelines in Buffalo. It's, you know, been there for the fourth time and or the second time in four days after their Cleveland victory there, after being displaced. It was a whole drama for them just to, you know, get through the week, to be honest with you. So, it certainly didn't disappoint, uh, I will say. I have a lot of questions about how that game relates to the Bears. And, and let me kind of layer this out a little bit so you have an idea of what I'm trying to say. I think people are so excited about the way Justin Fields has performed, at the dynamic highlights that you see every week, the fact that the Bears are putting up an average of 30 points per game over the last five games that winning has almost become secondary. And then Mm -hmm. I I look at Detroit, and the Lions are trying to build something, a brand-new culture under this new regime with Dan Campbell as as the head coach. And people were wondering 
if they could start to flip it around and and then you saw them win three in a row heading into Thanksgiving and almost pull off an upset against one of the premier teams in the NFL. They value winning and you hear Dan Campbell talk about it so much. So where do you place winning when you look at everything that's transpired with the Bears this season? That's a great discussion, Zach. Um, I think, you know, having been around the Lions this week in particular and being in their facility, uh, they've had some youth on their roster. They obviously are in the second year with their head coach and Dan Campbell and and the regime and their general manager. And uh, there there is a formula, I would tell you, for uh, a roster that they've now put together and kind of honed. I mean, all in all, they have a really good offensive line. You know, I, I don't think they'll be totally settled on the quarterback, you know, for, for years to come, but he's been efficient in the three-game win streak. They found a run game. They've got pieces now defensively they're building around, like Aiden Hutchinson, and Jeff Okuda has come into his own finally. So there's a buy-in, a complete buy-in, and I think what we're seeing with the Bears is, is Justin Fields legit in his second year. And we've all come to the absolute clear transparent realization yes as we thought he would be he is legit and nobody has more offensive touchdowns in the national football league since week seven than justin fields he has 15 of them he is the best running quarterback in the nfl above lamar jackson i think he's got the fourth fifth most rush yards in the league i mean it's insane what he's doing and nobody wants to face him. Nobody wants to play against him. If you talk to opposing defenses, he's a problem. That is what they call him. When I go around, even just you know having conversations with coaches on sidelines, Justin Fields is a problem. Um, leading up to this game and hearing from Dan Campbell before the Bills game on Thursday, he talked about mobile quarterbacks like Josh Allen. He compared Josh Allen or Justin Fields to Josh Allen and Josh Allen to Justin Fields. So there's a big difference there, as you and I understand it, but – Uh, This is a dynamic quarterback. And so I think now that we understand this and the Bears totally know it, now they're going to build around them. And that's what has to excite Bears fans. And that's why, frankly, Zach, I I don't think they're as concerned about the wins because they do feel like they have the quarterback. Um, And I certainly hope I don't see him suit up on Sunday. NFL Network, Stacey Dales is with us. All right, so before we get to what happens tomorrow with the Bears and what they plan on doing with Fields, Mm -hmm. You brought up the comparison that Dan Campbell made because it's been made here a lot this year that Mm -hmm. you start to take a look at some of these young quarterbacks. And my belief has been in this new era in the NFL where it's it's never been easier for college quarterbacks to seamlessly transition into the NFL than it is right now. And I bring that up because so many of the college concepts are now used from an offensive standpoint in the league today. And if you see it almost immediately when a guy hits the field, those are the players that are going to continue to play at an extremely high level, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, whether it was Deshaun Watson when when he entered the league, Justin Herbert out in mm-hmm. L.A. The only, the only guy lately that you could say struggled mightily in the beginning of his career who has ended up being just a phenomenal quarterback, is Josh Allen. And that's the example that many people will use with with Justin Fields. He struggled mightily his first year. They finally were able to unlock what makes him great. 
But is it fair to compare Fields to Josh Allen in terms of the stuff? Because I, I just feel like Justin Fields, at this stage of his NFL life, is nowhere near the kind of passer we see in Josh Allen. Well, I mean, if you go back and look at Josh Allen's rookie year, I mean, he made a lot of mistakes. It wasn't a, an easy year for him. And then when you get that quarterback, you suddenly start to build a roster. It was my point before, aforementioned, Zach. I mean, I think Justin Fields, I mean, his, his obviously they have the worst pass game in the NFL. I mean, he, when he throws it, he's thrown pass touchdowns. He's been, you know, I think when they change the, the platform of, hey, we're going to have these all these designed runs and let him just kind of go, that opened the field up for him, and he's openly talked about it. I think it's too soon to make those declarations personally because I don't think the roster befits it. Um, with all due respect to the Bears roster, I, there's a reason they are the number one rushing offense in the NFL because Luke Getzey is looking at his team, and this is what I like about it, where are our strengths? Our strengths are to run the football. A lot of zone movement up front to where we get those zone reads and we're able to break holes and create opportunities with Justin because then he becomes the third running back, which he's actually the first running back um, when you look at it. But, you know, he's coaching to the strengths of the offense. I think if uh, Ryan Poles is able to reconstruct this thing continuously, as we've seen the addition of Claypool, um, to where, you know, we've seen an emergence of Cole Komet, obviously with the five, I believe it is, receiving touchdowns, which I believe leads the Chicago Bears. Now you're seeing some pieces come together a little bit on the perimeter, hopefully for them in the offseason. And that should, I mean, listen, the more playmakers you have, the better you're going to be. It's just a, a reality. If you look at every good team in the NFL, they've got good playmakers and good quarterback play. So, um, I'm, it's too early for me to say this is a Josh Allen. Listen, Josh Allen took his lump. I mean, I've, I've spent now quite a bit of time this season with the Buffalo Bills, and there were things, there have been things they wanted him to improve each year, you know, coming into the NFL season, the next season. And, you know, the giveaways have been a bit of an issue because he's a gunslinger. The, the truth of Josh Allen is he's a gunslinger, and he's going to go for those extra inches and those extra yards, which – uh, you know, I, I, that's where the comparison is going to come in with, to me, with Justin Fields. Because they have the size, because they have the mobility, and now that the, it'll be for me with Fields, the next step is when he does have more playmakers and weapons, where does the pass game evolve then? If they get those guys, I mean, if you have Stephon Diggs on your roster, you're going to be a better quarterback. You know, going into that game, I talked to Brandon Bean, you know, leading up to the Bills and the Detroit Lions. And, you know, I asked him about Diggs, and he said, you know, this, this, there's, there's certain players that are just extraordinary. And if there's a 50-50 ball, it's an 80-20 ball for Diggs. But he's the hardest working player, you know, guy on the field in practice. And he's just elite. And he said he makes life for the quarterback easier. Justin Fields needs those kind of guys. Um, Darnell Mooney's a good player, but they need more help. So I'll be just fascinated to see how they retool and add and, and build an offense around him moving forward because he is really special at the position. Um, I don't think there's any mistaking that. But this run game, you got to give Luke Getzey a ton of credit, Zach. I don't know what you think, but, like, this is the second most rush yards the Bears have averaged um, since 77 with, with Walter Payton. And – 
I believe it's the most in the NFL outside of the Baltimore Ravens since 1980. The Ravens in 19 averaged just over, I think it was right around 206 on the ground. The Bears are at almost 200 on the ground. This has really been, you know, I think very impressive that he's been able to say, hey, this is what we're good at. This is what we're going to be good at. Um, Although as a Bears fan, you certainly, those listening out there, want to see a dynamic pass game continue to build and grow and just got to be patient. Yeah, I think that the thing that stands out to me, and I mentioned this in, in the opening segment, is that the Bears are averaging nearly 200 yards per game on the ground, and no mm-hmm. one is a close second. Baltimore is the number two team running the ball this year at around 160 rushing yards mm-hmm. per game. So that gives you a, an idea of the, the dominance that the Bears have had when they rush the ball. But you'd yeah. like to take advantage of it you know, I feel like the passing game should be significantly better when you have teams focusing on stopping your running game and they can't do it. And that's the next step. Now, for some people, they'll say that, hey, it doesn't matter. The Bears are putting 30 points a game on the board over the last five. That should be enough to win games. And if you fixed special teams and defense, then the Bears would win games and just let it be. Why, why worry about making Justin Fields a passer when this has been good enough to put a lot of points on the board? And my argument yeah. to that would be, well, it's not been good enough to get wins. Yeah, well, you know, I agree. And, and what... I also just look at it this way. His historic numbers are fantastic. I mean, the fact that Justin Fields has, listen to this number, 834 rush yards in 2022. That's the fifth most in the entire league. Obviously, it's the most among quarterbacks. What he's doing, he's done unprecedented things this season at the quarterback position. Um, I mentioned some of the, the numbers, like the second most rush yards in the Super Bowl era since, not 77 when Walter Payton was was on the team it was a, a 201 rush yards this is all exciting and it's great but sometimes you don't want to be record setting Zach you because when you're record setting it means you're very one sometimes can mean you're very one-dimensional <laughs> and it, it's great, great. And, right the numbers can be awesome and it is something to be very proud of but if the if the winds don't correspond and the winds don't match and they're sitting there at three wins or four wins in a season, you know, it's all, it's all great. It shows progress, but yeah, you want to, you know, maybe next year, maybe we don't, because then, then that, that silly word of sustainability comes in. Like, can you be the record setting rushing team in the NFL every year? That's probably not what Luke Getzey wants. He probably wants to be maybe 60, 40, maybe 55, 45, right. In terms of more balance, because now, um, you're beating people in different ways. And I think those are the next steps. But I think it's exciting because I think they they have a quarterback who has shown, I mean, you talk about leaps, bounds in a season of growth. I think Justin has shown it. And it's really cool to watch it grow. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. It's entertaining. But it yeah. also leads to what we're talking about right now in our final few moments here with NFL Network, Stacey Dales, which gets me to uh, the most important question heading into tomorrow's game between the Bears and Jets. And you said you don't want to see Justin Fields on the field because he's got that shoulder issue that he's dealing with. I can't recall the last time a, a player at Hallis Hall went up to the podium and was so mm-hmm. open with an injury situation. 
and I started scratching my head thinking, <laughs> why is that happening? And maybe yeah. it's happening because in all likelihood, you're not going to see him on the field because why would he telegraph exactly what's wrong with him to the New York Jets and the rest of the NFL if he's actually going to play? Yeah, this is gamesmanship. There's no way Eberflus is putting him out there tomorrow. I mean, Trevor Simeon's going to get his, well, how many starts has he had in the NFL? 29? He should make his 20-30th start. If that if those are the numbers, I apologize if I'm I'm off. I looked at them yesterday, but um, you're going to face a, a Jets defense that is tied for fourth in sacks, a defense that is the number nine scoring defense in the NFL. They're number nine against the rush. Sauce Gardner, arguably maybe the best shutdown guy this year in his rookie season. He has more passes defense. Um, in, than anybody in the NFL this season. There's no way you're putting – and I, I know he's on the back end, but that front is no joke. Robert Sala has transformed that defense in two years. I mean, he's, that, that thing was terrible last year, and now it's like a machine this year. Um, they are top ten in almost every defensive metric in the NFL. I absolutely wouldn't put him out there if it was me, but I'm not the head coach of the Chicago Bears uh, because, listen, if it's the shoulder – dislocation and he has uh, obviously admitted to there's some tears in there you don't want to mess around with that it's not worth it with the record that you behold right now through the Chicago Bears to not put Trevor Simeon in um, to, to play in what would be his 30th start in his NFL career he's been in the league he's got experience um, yeah I just don't see it happening there's no reason for it right when you're three and eight as the Chicago Bears we've already seen the growth and also, Zach, I'm staring at that week 14 bye for the Bears. So in two weeks, they'll have a bye. So you go through this Jets game, you play the Packers at home, and you get a, a bye week there, and then you still have four to go. Maybe that Philadelphia game is on Christmas Eve, or it's actually not Christmas Eve, it's the week before because I'll be doing Buffalo on Christmas Eve, I think. Uh, now you give them the last four games, and you should be healthy by then to close out the year and finish with momentum. And to me, that would be a great plan for him moving forward. But I certainly wouldn't mess around with uh, the New York Jets in New York at MetLife on Sunday. Yeah, especially when there's rain in the forecast for that game between sure. the Bears and Jets tomorrow. Stacy, I hope you had a, a tremendous Thanksgiving dinner in Detroit. I, I've worked so many Thanksgiving games <laughs> between the Bears and Lions over the years in Detroit and uh I never got a chance to enjoy a great meal because it was always right after the game. You're getting yeah. on the plane, so you're enjoying some sort of Thanksgiving-themed meal on a plane. It's it's not quite like uh, visiting with the family yeah. and, and having a great Thanksgiving dinner. Well, I brought my parents and Zach uh, for their 50th anniversary. It was actually the day of the game, 50 years on Thursday, and... We, uh, we did have a dinner reservation. The reservation didn't go uh, as well as we would have liked it to, but we were together, and that was all that matters. Uh, we had a couple of adult, adult beverages and some uh, hotel bar food, but it was us and uh, celebrating 50 years after a really cool game. And the Bills are my, my parents' favorite team. My dad's, like, a, as you know, my dad's a diehard Bills fan, so... Uh, you make the most of every situation, and we did. I'm usually on a plane like you, but I wanted to be with them, and um, it turned out to be an awesome celebration. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Stacey. Appreciate the time, and always enjoy your work. Yep, love you. Stacey Dales from NFL Network talking football with us. We'll pivot real quick and bring in 
one of the most famous voices in all of Major League Baseball. Next, Zach Saveman with you until 6 o'clock on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.